previously on the Twistcast. So last time on the Twistcast, we talked about Infinity Wars. Oh, thank God you didn't make me say that. <laughs> the Not the movie, the comic. Um, there was a series run a little bit ago called Infinity Wars, like the fifth time they've done it. Uh, and we talked about it. We also did a short little Spider-Man pre-show, just discussing a little bit about our thoughts and predictions for the movie. Yep, and as well as our favorite live-action Spider-Man film. That is correct. So if you are curious to see where your favorite podcasters stand on live-action Spider-Man films... Bold claim. Yeah. Uh, Please check out... It's a proper claim. It is a proper claim. I didn't say... I did not say that. (laughs) Paperwork and everything went to this claim, so... Yeah. Check out our last podcast if you want to listen to us talk about that stuff. And this week, everybody, welcome to the Twistcast. My name is Sam. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. All right. So tonight we got not a lot to talk about as far as topics go, but there is a ton to talk about in the things that we will say. I agree. Um, we are going to be doing the news first and then rolling into some heavy talks about Spider-Man Far From Home because we saw that last night and it was fucking awesome. Yes. So, yes. before we get into Spider-Man though, as always, let's get started with the news. All right. Uh, so, start with some comics like always. Gong Hyuk Lim has been replaced as the lead artist in Agents of Atlas number one. And is being replaced by Nico Leon six weeks ahead of the release date. They didn't give a reason. Um, there it could, it probably was just like some kind of contract dispute or something like that. Yeah, okay, that kind of sure. stuff happens all the time. Uh, Marvel has informed retailers that House of X number one and Powers of X number one, um, and the first three history uh, three issues of History of the Marvel Universe. We've talked about that before. Um, will be bigger than it originally announced. Hmm. Um, so both Powers of X and House of X are growing from 40 pages to 56 pages. Okay. And the first three issues of History of the Marvel Universe are growing from 36 to 48 pages. So like the opposite of a DC comic. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Bigger. Thicker. Thicker. Heavier. Meteor. Oh, that's a good word. Uh, (laughs) There are currently 17 covers and counting for House of X number one. Um, I kind of love they Jesus. just do so many different ridiculous. My my store only ever has like four or five, which is plenty. Seventeen's like ridiculous. If you order comics at your store, can you ahead of time be like, listen, I know there's like seven variants for this thing. Can you like make sure this one comes in, or is it kind of like luck of the draw? If you know what it or, is ahead of time, yeah, um, they're usually pretty good about that. But, gotcha. you know, I mean, it depends on the relationship you have with your store. Yeah, sure. So how, the how much they're actually store. willing <laughs> to put into it. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, are you guys familiar with Marvel Zombies? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Vaguely. Well, that's coming back again this summer. Uh, this summer. This fall in October. Summer. It's because I'm sweaty. That's what I say. It's summer somewhere, but no, it's not. <laughs> it's like a sauna in here, man. <laughs> uh, Marvel has pushed back the release of Doctor Strange number 20. Back four weeks to an October the second release date, and it's also solicited as the title's final issue. Hmm. Um, so, okay. I mean that that doesn't necessarily mean that the title's gone gone because they they did that before, and it was like Doctor Strange and the Sorcerers Supreme, like mm-hmm. or or just something ridiculous, like right? That. Like it, almost as if like they they were like this is the last. Uh, Issue of Amazing Spider-Man, but Spectacular Spider-Man is going on. It drives everybody crazy. I hate relaunches and reboots. Uh, I found this kind of interesting. 
Um, Darth Vader is boarding Marvel Comics 1000. I mean... Why did I think that they, Star Wars was they own, DC? I don't know. Oh, Marvel I don't owns, know. Why, why did you think that? I don't know, because it's clearly not right. Disney bought Lucasfilm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they, they publish Star Wars. Yeah. But it's just interesting that they're putting Darth yeah, Vader like the in the main a, canon. actual Marvel comic book. Mm. Oh, I know why I thought that. Because there's... Um, you thought about the prequels? No, but... And how bad they were? <laughs> and thought maybe, hey, DC is probably behind this shit? Right. It's <laughs> within no, their wheelhouse. Lucas. Yeah. Um, no, but there's there's a really cool YouTube channel um, where they do, like, mashups of heroes and villains from, you know, all different whatever, like, universes, and they pit them against each other. And there's this one where they do Superman and... Um, Batman against Darth Vader. Yeah, well. Oh yeah, no, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I was thinking DC. Yeah, no. Okay, still wrong. Right. But. <laughs> so so wrong. <laughs> I'm moving on to Worlds of DC. Worlds. Uh, the WBTV highlights for San Diego Comic Con that uh, include panels for Arrow, Batwoman, Black Lightning, Doom Patrol, Flash, Pennyworth, uh, <laughs> Titans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And Harley Quinn, Young Justice Outsiders, and T-Titans go. You say you say Pennyworth like a displeased, like bougie-ass cat. Yeah. Yeah, I did not did not care for it. <laughs> so nothing for uh, Stargirl? No. It doesn't hmm. look like they're doing anything for that. I thought, I thought they, that was supposed so to be coming out. Like, they were already the in the pre-production year. with that. Yeah, I, I, thought. Think, I think that's still happening. That, okay. As far as I'm aware, that's not Yeah, I thought that was... This year, yes, like the it's very end late, of this year. late this year, yeah, yeah. But it's I figured still they would have had something. Hmm. Okay. Um, I and I also need to correct a prior story. Um, a couple weeks back, I think I said something about Teen Titans Go being canceled. The comic book was canceled. The show wasn't canceled. Please blow my brains out. Uh, wow, <laughs> that kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I don't even know why it's a – just – never mind. Uh, in addition, uh, San Diego Comic-Con will also premiere the world premiere screenings for both Batwoman and Pennyworth. Pennyworth. Oh, God. So this goes firmly under the DC fucks up again. Uh, Warner Brothers is considering making a Swamp Thing movie with James Wan at the helm. You have a show – about Swamp Thing that with James canceled. Wan at the helm <laughs> that you just canceled. Uh, they, they couldn't be a more frustrating studio. Like, I don't even understand it. It makes me want to just beat somebody mercilessly. Uh, Warner Media is closing on a name for its upcoming streaming service. The unofficial frontrunner right now is HBO Max. But do, yep. they, do they own HBO? Yes, they yep. do. Okay. Um, but yep. if it's going to include yep. all the Warner stuff, why is yep. it just HBO? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess it is still a home box office. It is, I suppose, but to the max. Okay. So at this point, I don't trust Warner to do anything. AT&T rein this shit in. You own all this shit now. Uh-huh. Pull this in. Get your shit together. Get your shit together, Summer. Just get it all together. Put it. Put it you get, you get to put it in a backpack. Take it to the shit store and sell you sell your shit. Just get it together. <laughs> uh, I don't think Jesse knows what we're talking about. No, I don't, I don't think know. so either. That's right. I know. Oh, you know it? Yes. Oh, okay. 
He's not that culturally distant. Well, yeah, he just looks so displeased. No, I just knew it was going to go on for a while, so I kind of tuned out. <laughs> Fair enough. Not wrong. Yep. Uh, and we're prolonging it by talking about it. Uh, DC Universe will be at San Diego Comic-Con uh, with member perks for members only, uh, including a members only brunch on a yacht with special guests. <laughs> what? A <laughs> oh, free boat ride for three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm going to take keep, keep and T-Pain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that on that yacht, uh, or, or boat, if you will, uh, will be surprise guests. So I'm guessing they're going to have some like stars of the shows or whatever um, pop up on this thing. Nice. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Dude, I cannot I cannot wait to talk about Doom Patrol. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Uh, is that next time? I'll double check. Arrow versus Crisis on Infinite Earth's crossover is already at work, and they have an announcement teased for Comic-Con. Uh, I can't even begin to speculate what that would be, but hmm. it excites me. Uh, Ravager actress uh, Chelsea Zhang has been training with Jason Todd actor uh, Kern Walters, Waters. Um, they posted a picture on on the gram. Um, and it looked looked kind of jacked, both of them. So could work. Um, Matt Reeves, the Batman with Robert Pattinson, enters pre production. I just want to say really quick, um, watch out for clickbait. Cause, yeah, cause, did you see that too? Uh, it yeah. made me furious because I was it, there was like a thing like uh, uh, Robert Pattinson drops out of uh, as as Batman drops out of new movie. Due to scheduling Dude, conflict. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. wait, do we have to go through this whole fucking search again? And I clicked on that shit, and it was like, oh, just some indie movie that he dropped. I'm like, you motherfuckers. Yep. So, so no, he's not dropping out as Batman. He will be our Batman. Um, we'll see. You know what? Fuck it. We're, we're behind him. I'm behind him. I'm behind him. Get behind him. I'm just, behind him. Just roll with it. Yeah. I'm willing to give it a shot. Uh, another disappointing thing uh, I have to now correct Ezra Miller is still attached to play Barry yeah, Allen. I saw that last yeah. night and I got very, very sad. I think that's actually what kept me up last night. <laughs> I saw that before I went to sleep. <laughs> He's just tortured by the scenes of him running. Uh, just how over socially awkward they wrote him. <laughs> yeah. They better fix that. Uh, Andy Muschietti will now be directing the movie. And Christina Hodson will be writing the script. John Francis Daly and uh, Jonathan Goldstein have exited the project altogether. Mm. Um, which... You know, it's par for the course for that studio. Yeah. They just have no idea what's going on. Well, they do have a good director in, um, what's his name, Muschietti? Yeah. Um, he is a director of It. Yes. And, and It too. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which I will not watch. It too has not come out yet, but if you've seen It... If uh, it's on the same caliber as the first one, then... It's really freaking good. So, yeah, and that's also... It. It's a Warner Brothers movie, so I think, yes, you know... So I think they have a good director, and they're like, well, he's bringing in money for us this way, so see what else he can do. I agree. Uh, Moving on to MCU and their TV stuff. Uh, Per James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will not be titled as Guardians of the Galaxy. It is still being Volume 3, which makes perfect sense. Yep. Um, uh, Speaking of uh, Volume 3 there, it is likely the last time we will see that team together. It makes sense. Yeah. He, he said he just wants to really just close out all the stories. So even if they do move forward, it'll be a different team, which yeah. is cool. I like having a legacy type of team just out about. We should talk about uh, different incarnations of Guardians team, like Guardians teams. I actually want to do that for 
like a bunch of teams because there's you know, Fantastic Four, X Men. Avengers, yeah. Justice League, like there's Justice Society. There, there's been so many different iterations. Um, it's just kind of fun to take a look at that. We should pick like maybe three, throw up a poll of like three or like a bunch of teams that have different, yeah. you know, members that looped around and, you know, we'll pick the top three and talk yeah. about them. Yeah, sounds good. Well, we can, uh, I'll take a look at the schedule and see if we can pop that in. But yeah, we'll Sweet. Do, that's how things happen on this, on this show. Uh, off the cuff all the time we're so professional <laughs> uh, th- uh, there's talks about a Thor 4 and that's mm-hmm. talked about being based on Siege the comic book story where Asgard is on Earth which it is now mm-hmm. uh, and will apparently feature humans versus Asgardians oh I don't okay. see that being much of a fight <laughs> yeah. personally but you know we'll see uh, Marvel plans to team Spider-Man up with Wolverine and Deadpool eventually Hmm. Uh, um, I, I mean, mean, Deadpool makes sense, but Wolverine, that'll be interesting. Actually, Spider-Man and Wolverine have a long story past. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. Yeah, especially if you, um, they really played into that with uh, Spider-Man Web of Shadows, if you played that video game. Yes. Right? Yeah. Good it's call. That's actually oh. one of my favorite Spider-Man games, probably one of the best ones. Um, is that the, wait, is that the one... Um, no, that's not the one. The one where it's like four different Spider-Man. No, it's they not that one. Shattered Dimensions. Yes, yes. that one, one sucked. I love that game. <laughs> I love that that's game. A just... side, that's like a glorified side scroller. Uh, no, I loved it because it was like uh, all those quick time events, like twenty ninety nine, looked super cool. Yeah, but I mean, fun. it looked. You cool, just said but... quick time events. Yeah, I know, <laughs> and and cool. I know it's the sentence makes no sense, but it 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 was fun. I just, I just remember being really excited for the game and. Absolutely disappointed. Absolutely shattered. See what you did there. It was nice. Let's move on. Spider-Man Far From Home almost <laughs> included our first look at Falcon as Captain America, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. I really would have liked to have seen that. Uh, this caught my eye, and I was very happy about it. Selma Hayek is in talks to join the Eternals. Yep. Uh, she's a very pretty lady and a very talented actress, so I look forward to that. Iron Man and Thor, the originals, are getting the 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray treatment this August. Um, so if you don't own either of those movies and you want them in uh, in 4K, go for it. Yeah, but if you if I feel like if you don't have like two or three of the Marvel movies, like from the first or I'm sorry, from the Infinity Saga, I feel like you should just hold out and Until buy. They come out to the box set. Yeah, the box set's going to be do. expensive. As uh, fuck. It's going to be probably like three to four hundred bucks. Oh yeah, because I was looking at like Phase One. Mm-hmm. And it was like already like two hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean, and it's going to have bonus features and all different kinds of shit. So yeah, uh, Dark Phoenix is already being pulled from theaters. Um, <laughs> yeah. surprising, probably no one. Was it l- like less than a month in theaters, or, yeah, or just over a month, or something? About like that? a month. Yeah, it was like the end of May or something. Well, like we Beginning just we just yeah. saw it like yeah. three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know. It's kind of sad. Uh, so we talked about a bunch of potentially canceled movies from Fox, but it looks like Doctor Doom uh, might still be in the works from the creator of Legion. No. And it's being uh, talked about with, with Marvel Kevin. I mean, so. he is a major player in Marvel. Yeah. So. No, no, no. It's I, I'm not displeased in the fact that it's Doctor Doom. The, but the fact they salvaged it? Yeah. <laughs> but Like from, from Fox. But if they're talking 
to Marvel about it now, the Marvel's going to have some influence sure. on it and fix oh, it. Oh, yeah. That, that I'm a fan of. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the guy who made Legion. Like, Legion's very good. It's weird and trippy as shit, but it's very good. Yeah. It's well. It's a well-done show. Um, so, uh, speaking of San Diego Comic-Con earlier, um, Marvel will be at Hall H, and they will do some stuff with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, they will also do another appearance for a video a video game panel. Um, mm-hmm. They will celebrate the first uh, hundred uh, ten years of Women of Marvel uh, in the film film realm. The MCU. Movies. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> in motion pictures, <laughs> uh, and they will have like uh, exclusive variant comic book panels and stuff like that official booth like like normal at a normal comic-con finally moving into some video game stuff uh the story of marvel's avengers will incorporate a five-year time jump hmm. um following uh that jump there will be shifts in costume changes and personalities between some of the team members and in case you you miss any, any of our um, social media posts uh, you should be following us at the twisted cape um Spider-Man Far From Home suits have dropped on Spider-Man PS4 for free. Yep. Um, can't wait to rock that red and black. That yeah, that great. thing. Thing's nasty, y'all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's your news. Okay, so that was the news. And like we said, not a lot to talk about tonight in terms of different topics, but we are going to be talking about the newest uh, movie in the MCU, which is Spider-Man: Far From Home. Last one this year. Yeah, uh, the end of this phase. A lot of people. Marvel all of a sudden is like, oh hey, by the way, surprise! Boom, 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 coming out in November. Yeah. So this is the last movie in the phase. Um, last lo- one of the Infinity Saga. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought it was Endgame, but no, it is Far From Home. So, uh, Mike, how do you want to start this one off? So let's talk about the plot a little bit without talking about the plot. Okay. A little bit. I'm trying to keep it spoiler free in this first section so that way you can listen to it freely if you haven't seen the movie yet. Yeah. Um, so the basic plot is um, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, uh, gets to go on a field trip with a bunch of his classmates. Yep. After coming back from not really spoiling anything, something called the blip, which was the snap. Um, it's kind of a dumb name, it but is, whatever. But they're teenagers, so... No, that wasn't the name that... They said that on the news. Did they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. and the news is dumb. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, that's like real life. I mean, it was like Just like, it was like the high school news, but they said like what well, people have been starting to refer to as the blip. Hmm. So it became a common term, and that's just stupid. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so they come back. They're basically the same age, but everybody else is aged. It's kind of funny. Um, and then they just, they go to, they go to Europe on their class trip. It gets hijacked by Nick Fury. Uh, who, and hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. He meets Mysterio, then hijinks ensue. Yes. Um, so what did you guys just generally think of the movie? Like, well, Sam, you already said it was fucking awesome. So I yeah. assume you liked it. I did. I, d- I really did enjoy it. Uh, it, it wasn't anything, uh, so groundbreaking. Um, but if, if you're a fan of Tom Holland's Spider-Man and what they're doing with, uh, like, the feel of this Spider-Man, then you're going to like this movie. But if, if you're coming into it with, like, mixed feelings about Spider-Man already and how he is in the MCU, then 
uh, it could go either way for you. There's going to be some stuff that you like and some stuff that you are like, I really wish they hadn't stuck with this kind of theme. I agree with you. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, I had to actively search for things that I was just like, no, I don't like that part or, or that little bit. But it was it was tough to find something. I, I really just – it was a thrill ride start to finish, and oh, boy, that finish was uh, was nuts. Yeah. Can we talk about that? So I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, there were just some moments that felt a little bit rushed and a little bit forced. Mm-hmm. Um, especially one that we'll talk about more when we do spoilers. Yes. Um, but it was still fun. Um, I when I think Spider-Man, I think of like funny, quippy, like just a fun time, and Garfield. this one's very depressing just yeah. because of everything heavy. that's been going on yeah. with the so, MCU in general. So yeah, if you haven't seen Endgame. Like you, you gotta go do then that. What the fuck are you doing? How, yeah. how, wait, it's it movie's made almost, almost two and a half billion dollars. How have you not seen it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just you, you gotta get on your p's and q's here, people. Um, yeah, so you don't, you don't want to get like taken aback by the opening of this movie because they pull no punches immediately. Like, yeah, they assume immediately you've start seen talking it, yeah. about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. If you haven't, done, if if you're listening to this and, and you haven't seen Endgame, how about you go back and listen to Endgame, our, our Endgame podcast? If you're not going to go see the movie, which is foolish, um, but you can at least hear us talk about it, so the rest of this stuff makes sense in context. If you can't get out to the theaters, though, uh, Endgame is coming out um, on Blu-ray. I think uh, end of July, I believe. Uh, I think, it was I think digital it's digital end of July. August is uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. You're right. So if you can't get out to the theater, totally understandable. My wife can't. Uh, I know a couple of people who also can't. And yeah, so just wait until Blu-ray comes out. Check it out. Yeah. Don't steal it. Steal it. Steal, um, steal it. Kill it. <laughs> Top bender. Uh, so of the side characters. Yeah. Who was your favorite throughout the movie? MJ. <laughs> I kind of agree with you. Uh, She's just so sassy. I love her. <laughs> it's not that for me. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it's really spoilery, but her personality is a massive shift from what it is in the comics. Like, And it she, works, though. Yeah, it, it does. It works so well. It does. She's super awkward. Yeah. And it makes me feel so good because <laughs> she's, she's a little dark. Oh, uh, it's great. It's I love Dark MJ. <laughs> uh, how about you? And she's also like more, I don't want to say more intelligent. Yeah. So that, that was She's more of an intellectual. That's something I wrote about. Uh, like, I love that she's smart mm-hmm. and not just some dumb, boozy party girl. Yeah. Like, she kind of is sometimes the comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's so, just not written that well. I mean, they... Sometimes. Sometimes. So... Um, for me, I, I gotta say, one of the things that I disliked about Homecoming carried over into Far From Home, uh, and actually, like, kind of expanded on it, I think, which I I really didn't enjoy. I almost feel like the side characters in the movie got, like, just as much screen time as Peter did, and I don't enjoy that. Uh, I, I get that. I, I wish it was more, more time with Spider-Man and less like high school hijinks. Like it kind of annoys me. So here's a really interesting thing. If you go back and just read 
a bunch of at least amazing Spider-Man anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> Getting tired. Uh, the side, like the supporting cast, actually takes up a good chunk of the book because it, you eventually grow to care about these characters. Sure. Yeah, and I'm not saying that I want to cut out side characters and that these people he suck. wants to kill Ned. <laughs> yeah. no, I love, I love, no, I, 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 and I do like all the side characters. Um, they all add something to the mix. Yeah. They're not unnecessary, which I truly appreciate because yeah. a lot of movies, they do have like these BS characters that you're like, well, what do they, what are they actually adding? And this isn't the case. I just think they do too much with them. Maybe one character. So. Maybe one character. It was just... We'll get into that later. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I... So... Peter and MJ's relationship specifically, I actually really appreciate. Yeah. Because they, they didn't wait... Like four movies to be like, oh, um, Spider-Man. Like... What? No way! You know. Yeah, you she, she'd start. She'd start to piece it together in Homecoming. Yeah, yeah. Like, and she's not stupid. Like, yeah. like we've said. Like, she's she's a highly intelligent girl. She's just kind of like, meh. So I'm only kind of sure, but I'm not gonna blow up a spot about it. <laughs> I'll just continue to be super awkward. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They 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 do the characters well. I yeah. just think it was a little bit too much. Uh. <laughs> so, Ned and Betty. Uh, yes. That was hilarious. So, <laughs> constant comic relief. Um, <laughs> so, first of all, if, if you're unaware, that's a relationship that actually happens in the comics. They get married. He dies. She, you know, soldiers on as a reporter, so on and so forth. Um, but just the way that it happens <laughs> in this movie, like... <laughs> Like, it's, ve- it's very cyclical in a very comedic way. Yeah, it, it's good. It's good all together, like top to bottom. That relationship was great. Uh, the, the teachers, though, oh my God. I yeah, think, man, uh, were understated and perfect. JB Smoove, God damn it, dude. That guy. I came just- out here for science, and it's all about witches. <laughs> <laughs> Always with the witches, every time. Uh, I just want to say to you keep the phone out the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> like he just, he just, uh, just kills any scene that he's, he's truly in. And one thing I I really appreciate about um, Martin Starr, who's, yes. who's the other yes. teacher, because um, <laughs> if you if you notice in Homecoming after the whole DC trip, and he gets interviewed on the news, and he's like, yeah, uh, you know, and we didn't lose any students on this trip. Not again. <laughs> like impl- implying that, you know, on a previous trip, a student has been either seriously maimed or, you know, <laughs> deceased. Yeah, exactly. um, and on this trip, when they go abroad, he's like visibly just like Freaking so out. like frantic <laughs> about trying to keep everything together. And he's like just such a perfect nut job. And I love it. <laughs> it's like such a, such a progression for this side character. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I, I love they just keep that story arc going. Um, I'm curious to see where they go moving forward, though, because like I, I don't know how much more time I need with Spider Man in high school. No, I think they the next one they should definitely yeah be all right. And I, it's and it's not like Peter's not smart enough to like push his way straight the fuck out of high school because he clearly demonstrates multiple times that. 
he's kind of the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. He doesn't flaunt it, but he definitely is. Yeah. Um, but he's not wise. Like, he doesn't have a life experience. Sure. So he doesn't know how to apply the smarts all the time, which makes a difference. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't want to talk about much else because, <laughs> like, without going full spoilers. Sure. All right. Um, so before we get into that, Jesse, you have and I'm not buying it. Yes. So there was a scene in Far From Home where Peter accidentally. Oh, wait, issued... should we toss up the spoiler alert here? Or just. Eh. Sure. Right. Why not? Spoiler alert. Wah, 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 wah. So after Peter gets Edith, which are these basically. Um, Even dead, I'm the hero. Yes. Oh, my God. That was Tony's um, AI <laughs> smart glasses and everything. Um, he accidentally orders a drone strike on his tour bus. Um, and so in order to stop the drone strike, he distracts everyone on the bus. He jumps through the emergency hatch of the roof and then webs the drone down. But he managed to land back in the bus after the fact still, which defies the laws of physics. (laughs) Like when you jump up, the bus is still moving forward. How do you jump back down? He doesn't anchor himself down to the bus. He doesn't do anything to pull himself back. And those web shooters are not going to provide enough backward momentum to push him back into where that hole should be. How does he fall straight back down into the bus? Magic. But there's no Doctor Strange. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that, Bullshit. Made no, that made no sense to me. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I don't blame you there for not buying that at all. Um, so since we're talking full spoilers here, um, let's talk about the fight scenes a little bit. Okay. Um, and there were two There were two big ones. Two big right? ones between Spidey and Mysterio. Yes. Um, the first one that took place in like a warehouse or like a warehouse district, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but... Um, yeah, it was like, like a, it was like a, a building under it was renovation an building, I think. Yeah. yeah. So Mysterio goes full Mysterio on on Spider Man, and it honestly, I think it's one of the coolest things I've ever watched. Like it just lo- like it was so disorienting, and you didn't know what was real versus what wasn't, even though you knew it wasn't real, and it, like you had no frame of reference. For the actual building, I thought that was spectacular. Mysterio yeah. is one of those characters that I'm like, why hasn't he been in a movie up to this point? But at the same time, I'm kind of glad that he hasn't been because if he was in the Raimi trilogy, it would have looked like ass. it would have looked terrible. It would have. So bad. now that visual effects have gotten a lot better, I'm glad that they waited until now to finally bring Mysterio in there because they did that justice. Yes, I 100% agree with that. Um, yeah. I mean, I was not expecting that first fight scene. Like, so we are going full spoilers full here. Full spoilers. So, essentially, Peter thinks that he's going with Nick Fury um, to talk about Quentin Beck because Peter has serious doubts about who he is. And it's like, I think I just gave, like, the bad guy this huge weapon. So, he goes with Fury to talk about it. In the middle of that talk, the veil gets lifted, and it turns out it's not actually Fury, and the building full of people that he thinks he's seeing is just... All an illusion. Exactly. Uh, and then he falls into this just, like, mind fuck of a battle. 
with yeah. Mysterio. Uh, it's, and it does. It, it honestly, <laughs> God doesn't stop. No, because like, you think it's over, and it's not it just over. Keeps going. Yep, it's absolutely crazy. And it, the the fact that between this fight scene and the one later on toward the end of the movie, you as the viewer start to question what is actually real. Yeah, that they did such a great job with that. Uh-huh. Yep, they really did. Um, so what? So real quick about the end of that fight. Yeah, it did one of my favorite film gags of all time, where somebody gets hit by a fast moving vehicle. Um, yep. It just makes me laugh like every single time, and I know it's inappropriate to laugh, uh, but I can't help it because they're there one second and they're gone the next. Like, and and you don't see it coming. It, it was super. It's just a great film gag, like visual spectacle. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, every single time, and. Uh, it, for me personally, I am not expecting those types of things in like Never. an MCU movie. Never. Which I don't know why I'm not though. Well, especially because, with this movie though, because yeah. with Mysterio like warping Peter's reality, like Mysterio doesn't like overpower him and push him in front of the train. He makes Peter just walk in front of it. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> pretty. A lot of the things that happens, it's like kind of Peter's own doing. You yeah. know, he just like just gets fo- literally fooled into getting hurt, and it's kind of nuts because, like you said, Jesse, like you just you you start to question it. Like you feel like as if you're a viewer, you should be able to determine. Okay, well, this is yeah, this is pretty fake right I here. I remember sitting there and thinking to myself, "Is this real now? Is this not? Is this still part of the re- the illusion?" What was fucking me up was like they put him in the classic red and blues. In those in those moments, yeah, and I was like, "Wait, is he actually wearing those now, or is he not wearing those now?" I'm like, and I'm paying attention, and I know that it's Mysterio, so I'm just, I was really confused. I mean, he did have the suit; he brought it with him. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, that's why I was like super confused. But no, nope, it was still that the black suit, the night monkey suit. Which, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that suit. Um, I was hoping it would be more like the noir suit. Yeah, and it wasn't. I don't know, it just looked kind of weird and... Yeah, well, well, they didn't want it to look like Spider-Man, which he did a pretty good job of. Yeah. But... I don't know, I think it was just maybe like the the, the goggles eyes. that they had on it. I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. Yeah, I appreciate it for what it is, but it's just not... No. I, don't, I don't think it's something that's going to stick. No. You know, <laughs> stand <laughs> nice. the test of time. As soon as you did that. Yeah. Yeah. Red and black suit, though. Oh, oh boy. Oh. Yeah. So I, I noted this in the review that will be up on the twistedcape.com. Five different suits. Yep. Five different suits. That's out of control. We saw the one that Octavius uses. Yes. Um, I like, I like no, Those are the ones that were used, not just the ones that we were, we were shown. Right. So that's super awesome. <laughs> Like, keep giving me spider suits, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, that, I just... And I think it was really cool um, how you see, like, the suit created. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Because that's, that's always something you think about, it's right? It's a 3D like, printed suit. Like, how how do these people, like, get these suits? And, and like, especially, especially Spider-Man... You know, in the comics, before he has like Parker Industries, or stitch that shit himself, or before he's like at Horizon, where he can just like generate these suits. Um, you know, obviously Stark made the Homecoming suit for him, um, but then you're like, all right, well, well Pete modified that. Like, well, he Stark's, started digging in. Well, yeah, but you know, after Stark passes away, you're like, well, 
I wonder if there's going to be a period where he's just not going to have access to like high tech suits. So you know, so that's actually a really good point because I was sitting there like towards the as we got through like the first three quarters of the movie, I'm like, so a lot of the promo material hasn't been a red and black suit. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that at all. Is that like a thing that's going to happen, or and then it, and then it happens? Yeah, that <laughs> was good. Yeah, I mean they they really waited um, to make the suit have meaning. Yeah, you know it's like, and I I kind of took the black in the suit as like a mourning for yeah, I for thought Tony because so like you know on the gauntlet usually if you someone passed away you put like a band around your arm that's black yeah but the red and, the red and blue already has like black bands right so that's just make almost, it even darker yeah yeah, yeah. so I I really appreciate that yeah. little touch there I agree I absolutely agree. Um, so then the second fight with Mysterio, that's the one that I was like, Ooh, because I got chills. Yeah. Um, you see Peter's mind working in real time, yep. which was like, okay, this kid is smart as shit. Like he understood about the concussive blast and then what he could do with the blast plus a bomb. Like he, and then with the webbing patterns, like he was just brilliant on his feet. Yeah. And I loved every second of it. Well, and I love how they did it too, because they they could have done, they could have kept like the score, you know, going the entire time. Like this is the moment where uh, Peter realizes like his full potential of using like his spider sense or his, oh yeah that part yeah his Peter tingle. Ugh, um, I hate that name. I really do. Yeah, that that was so stupid. Um, but yeah. Instead of like keeping the score going, they made it a moment. They cut out all of the music. I love when they do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. They cut out all the music. It was just, you felt like you were in Peter's head. Yeah. And those moments rarely happen in movies this big. That's true. So that to me was like an incredible moment. Um, I, I think out of, out of every movie in the MCU that really like shows off the abilities of like one specific character, I think that was probably like my favorite one. I agree um, specifically because he's basically going up against drones, so he's not holding back, mm-hmm. and the way he just whoops ass, and he huh. can't and he can't see them. Yeah, his eyes are closed, <laughs> and he's just like going absolutely honey baked ham on this stuff and it was amazing yes i i i just thought he was spectacular uh, i'm just using a whole bunch of spider-man superlatives yes, uh, intentionally um and he just you know even that the part where he's talking to beck who's lying on the ground but beck is actually next to him and invisible mm-hmm. and he goes to fire the gun and he just reaches up and grabs the gun and he's like it turns like can't trick me anymore at his head yeah his head that's out of control i i think that's actually one of i think that's going to be one of the moments that like kind of changes peter yeah like you almost just got shot in the head mm-hmm. and if it wasn't for this thing that you just realized you could utilize i'd be dead oh also in that drone fight like right after he runs out of webbing and he realizes yes. that he's in trouble, yeah. and he has to be smart about how he gets back up. So I was just like, "Yeah, that's." So then he 
makes a makeshift Mjolnir and a yeah. makeshift shield. Yes. So it goes it goes back to, directly back to Endgame there. Yep. Yep. I wrote about that too, where he has like a cap shield and, and the thing, and he's just like runs. It's like yeah, that's that's ridiculous, and I love every second of it. Um, and you know, at times I th- I thought the danger for a lot of the side characters felt incredibly real. I was like, oh, yeah. we might lose somebody in this movie, like. Sure. There's there's the very real possibility that Mysterio takes somebody out because Parker Luck was on full display in this movie. Sure. <laughs> you know, every time something seemed like it was going Peter's way, something else just took his legs out from under him. So we've been talking a lot about um, the side characters. Yeah. We talked about um, two of the best fight sequences in the movie. Yes. What do we think about the guy who fucking like did all this stuff like what did you guys think about jake gyllenhaal as mysterio and what did you think about mysterio as a villain so i love mysterio's villain um because he does provide something different from all of his other rogues he's not a big strong dude who's going to pound spider-man in submission um he's not you know he's he's not this animal totem essentially who you know has some kind of animalistic power right he's just a dude who's smart and good with effects yeah and he's great with planning i think the movie showed that as far as jake gyllenhaal i thought he was great he was charismatic when he needed to be um when you know peter kind of got reamed by fury a little bit yeah um you know he was comforting and like it like it forged a connection that you thought was believable and then when he turns and he's villainous, it's not hammy, really. Right. I thought that he was. It's angry. Yeah. It's just like was, it's just like pure anger. He was scary. Yeah. Like at times, like you could tell that. Like there, there was a couple of moments where I was just like, uh, like would Fury realize, all right, motherfucker. Like you yeah. could tell he was like, it's like they're drawing power from the Earth's core, and like you could tell he was not happy about what he was saying. Um, He's like, "That's some bullshit right there." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's actually what he says. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was was perfectly cast. No, I really liked him. Um, I think the one, the only issue I really had the entire time was right after he's revealed to be the big villain. It goes on a five minute monologue that like uh, yeah that generic like oh here I'm the villain this is how I accomplish my plan monologue I'm like really you couldn't have done this any other way you you know the term show not tell right so the one thing I will say about that is they changed the backstory of Mysterio a little bit yeah yeah uh, because in the comics he's he's like a visual effects person for you know hollywood movies yeah. stuntman that kind yeah. of stuff yeah so you know they they obviously not obviously because they didn't have to but they made it more believable um they made a more believable character and making quentin back uh like a disgraced employee of stark i'm not sure that i would say more believable necessarily but they just made but, it fit in a bit better. yeah i think they sure. stitched it yeah like retroactively back into into the fabric of the mcu yes yeah, and i'm not saying that i don't like this new backstory or anything like that i just feel like there was no, no, been no, a yeah. better way that they could have done that sure <laughs> yes um 
yeah, I, I, I don't know how how they could have done because the the movie is like you said, at times rushed, and I I think overall the movie is like very quick. It is, and in order to flush out like a backstory, that needs to be slowed down, and then you you're faced with the problem like how do we keep up the pace of this movie while also telling a story so how did you guys feel about his team um about mysterio having like a team of people that worked with him? i was a little confused at first because i know that that's not normally a thing mm-hmm. well i was confused as to like the motives of the people that were working with him like yeah. what what do they have to gain by killing these kids essentially you know, why is making mysterio earth's biggest hero helping them how does that help them at all? Like, is he going to take control of Stark Industries and then, like, give them all high-paying jobs? Or, like, I don't I don't know. Oh. It just didn't, it didn't make sense to me. And the one thing I will note about one of the employees, like, probably the main guy, the yeah. Quentin Beck's guy in the chair, <laughs> essentially, um, where he takes a flash drive at the end. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that didn't go anywhere. So well, he takes all the visual th- effects. And might... I have a theory about that. Okay. So no, go finish what you were saying. No, no, no. Okay. that's it. He he kind of just takes all the visual effects, and I thought it was going to play into something in the post credit scenes, but it didn't. It might. It, have. It, it so m- that that's. I think you and I are on the same track. Yes. Okay. So the so let's talk about the first post credit scene. Yes. Uh, as as it relates to this, so Spider Man has come back to New York and he's taking MJ out for a swing. Uh, post credit scene starts with them at the end of the swing, and he's like, "All right, I'll see you later." And then a breaking news happens, and it's like video from Mysterio, basically saying, uh, "From you know, from the last fight, from that final fight, yeah." yeah. Basically, like he's like, "Oh, Spider Man's attacking me. He's got control of all these drones, and he like purposely check like takes a part where Peter's talking to Edith and saying, "Yes, execute them all." Which makes it sound like he's trying to kill a bunch of people as opposed to get rid of the drones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. So my theory is that this that is what's on this drive. Like it's either that or Mysterio's not actually dead, and like you know they're just planting stuff. Like they're making sure they still have a lot of their illusion tech and whatnot. Like I don't know for sure but I, I don't know it's it's with someone like mysterio it's hard for me not to trust whether or not he's alive sure <laughs> um so yeah there's that and then at the end of the uh, post credit scene we get j jonah jameson <laughs> which i think got the loudest cheer in our in our uh, jk simmons returns JK simmons is just perfect yeah, in the role so good. i mean and then they expose Peter's identity. Yes. And then fade back. Black. Yeah. <laughs> so just curious to see where this whole thing is going to go. I, I like how they ended both Homecoming and Far From Home. With a what the f- Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just total what the fuck moments and it's perfect. <laughs> so. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, there, there's, there's another theory that I have. He took all all the information off the flash drive mm-hmm. to then become Mysterio later on, because Mysterio has had multiple people okay. under the fishbowl. Um, 
Could be. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, so there's also another post credit scene. Yes. Would you like to take a little one? Sure. I want to drink this beer. All right. Yeah. So uh, after you see the uh, the what the fuck moment where Peter's identity gets revealed to the entire world, um, you know, some credits roll, and then we see Fury and Agent Hill driving away in a car. Maria Hill turns into a scroll. So does changes so, back changes changes back into a scroll. And so does Fury. Turns out Fury and Hill were scrolls the entire movie. And not only that, but Fury, the actual Fury, was in on it the entire time. He actually sent the scrolls to do exactly what they did the entire movie. So so you, you see more significantly. Sure, go ahead. Um, that that scroll, those two scrolls, mm-hmm. were Talos and his wife from Captain Marvel. Yes. yes. Um, so uh, that that it ties even more in together. Yep. To further MCU movies. So we see them ter- change back into scrolls, and then we see Fury on a ship in space. In space. Is he with other scrolls? Yeah, like is, that's, is well, that... that's the impression I got at least. So I kind of want to see it again, just so I'm hundred percent sure. But it kind of seems like it. I think he's. Right? With, I think he's with a multi-alien conglomerate. <laughs> I wonder out there, and I'm I'm not. What they're doing makes me a little confused. So I don't know if they're building a ship, like a safe harbor, or if they're building. Like an attack vehicle, yeah. or a prison, or what? But I also thought about the fact that you know we've basically been lied to the entire movie about there being a multiverse. Sure. Um, what if there actually was a multiverse, and they're building something to you know help get in in and out of multiverses, or you know take prisoners from multiverses or harness energy from from the multiverse. You know, there's there's a ton of potential there. Or the other thing that I thought about, and I think this is probably most plausible, Nick Fury is starting another shield mm-hmm. because you have the ultimate agents. Yeah. You have shapeshifters. Yep. And no one will really know the difference. So I just think that there's just endless possibilities there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and that... that- it just opens up so many cans of worms for the next phase of the MCU. Like we're, I have no idea where they're going to go with it. You I guess know, we'll find out come Comic Con. Yeah, we'll get a, at least a better idea. Yep. Yeah. Um, but one thing, one of the ramifications of Peter being outed is just like he's public enemy number one, which is Spider Man one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um. And, and the other thing that makes that interesting is he's innocent. Yeah. Like, how do you prove your innocence when there's a dude who's been setting you up the entire time who who may or may not actually be dead? Like, how, how do you... Flash. Flash video? Flash mob? I don't know. Oh, I thought you meant the Flash. Just no. Run back and ruin the timeline. No, 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 no. No, Mike. <laughs> Wrong universe. <laughs> But yeah, I'm very excited uh, what Far From Home sets up, uh, not only for 
uh, Spider-Man's next movie, but for the MCU in general. Um, love those fight sequences with Mysterio. Yeah. Really well done. A um, few things I would have, you know, taken away from the Spider-Man movies themselves, especially in Far From Home, like with the side characters and stuff. But I think as Peter gets older, less those hijinks are going to be less and less, yeah. which I'm going to enjoy more. Um, but other than that, I really enjoyed it. Nothing too groundbreaking, but yeah, it's a good movie. What's one thing you would have changed from the movie? Hmm. Well, def- definitely the the amount of time spent with the side characters. Okay. I would have definitively left Mysterio alive. Potential for Sinister Six. Yeah, I think I would agree. Uh, I think as soon as they killed him off, I was just like, really, Marvel, you're killing off another villain? Actually, that's why I, I looked right over at you when Jake Gyllenhaal like fell to the floor. I, I said, really? They killed another villain? Yeah. I don't, I don't think you heard me, but No, yeah. I didn't, because I was trying... Because I wasn't sure. Because we'd already watched Mysterio take a shot to the back and drop to the ground and illusion. Yeah. So, like, who's to say he didn't pre-program Edith to be like, yeah, when I hit the ground, just say that there's no vital signs. Right. Because did Spider-Man... Did, was there a body recovered? Well, well also, with Edith, you need um, a vocal confirmation to transfer the power that over. That was nothing. That, and it yeah. never... And Peter Quentin, never Quentin did that Beck, again, yeah. Quentin Beck never gave Unless back the Tony power. Unless put a failsafe in there that Peter would always have access. Yeah, and that's True. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, once, you, once you're logged in as a, a user... Like, you never have to log in again because it immediately welcomed him back. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I just thought that was, that that kind of threw me for a little bit too. When I saw that, I'm like, wait, didn't, he didn't relinquish control, whatever. So yeah, that was something else that kind of bothered me. Like, why did anybody trust a 16 year old kid with like literal drone strike power at all points in time? Like, or at the very least, not tell him about any yeah, of this. <laughs> like, no, nah, there's no information. Here, figure it out on your own. Yeah, that was kind of, yeah. It's, it's kind of Dark Souls <laughs> <laughs> type of approach right there. Big oversight by Tony Stark, putting a lot of faith into Peter. Was it actually Tony, though? Because the scrolls are like, yeah, we gave him the thing like you told us to, and Fury's not above... You know, lying to people. He did it in the first Avengers. Yeah, withholding Edith for like three years or something. Like he could have done it. Yeah. So, who, who really we'll, knows? We'll see eventually, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. I look forward to it. Alrighty. Well, everybody, that's our take on Far From Home. Um, talked about a lot of stuff in the oh, news. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Go see it. Go oh, see it. Oh, yeah, go definitely. see it. Definitely. Yeah. All right, cool. There you go. Done. Absolutely. Um, so that's our take on it. Go see it. Um, if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, be sure to check that out. Share everything. Um, and uh, hit the website at yeah. twistedcape.com. Make sure you follow us on social. All of our stuff is at the Twisted Cape. So, yep. You should find it fairly easily. So, all right, everybody. Until next week, I'm Sam. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. Everybody stay twisted. Twisted.